tails and duels. So what do you call Batman when he skips church? I don't know. Christian Bale. <laughs> Where'd you hear that one? TikTok? <laughs> I don't reveal my sources. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Dadstalgia, where tonight I'm joined once again by my wife, Jen. Hello. And we are going to try to tighten this up a little bit, and we're going to just get into some uh, some news bits, old and new. Uh, we're going to go into a little bit of a sports corner and talk about some of the sports that are on my mind. I know Jen's not much of a sports person. Uh, I don't have any drinks to discuss for like a happy hour drink talk or anything like that, but uh, I mean, I am having a beer, but nothing exciting. Uh, we will get into a rewind section, which is uh, what I'm going to be doing uh, from here on out where I talk about something from my past that I used to love to watch. Whereas tonight, we're going to talk briefly and list our top five movies from the year that we were born. And then we will transition into a fast forward where we, again, fast forward to the present and talk about something new that we've been watching, which I think tonight we're going to talk mostly about Nine Perfect Strangers, which is on Hulu, but we will also touch a little bit on uh, a couple of other things we've watched very recently, which is uh, a series on HBO called The Other Two, and uh, Clickbait on Netflix. Uh, but for, first we'll start with news bits, and this might be a little bit awkward just because... Uh, you know, I haven't done this yet. We're just kind of still working this out. But on this day, on September 28th, 1996, Roberto Alomar, who was the second baseman for the Baltimore Orioles at the time, was suspended for five games for spitting in the face of an umpire. It was later revealed that uh, Roberto Alomar claimed that the umpire, John Hirschbeck at the time, had called him a derogatory name. And this eventually led to an incident where the umpire threatened to kill Alomar, who said that the ump had been bitter since the death of his son in 1993. Wow. Uh, and I'm sure this is going to come as a surprise to you that there's this kind of drama behind the scenes at a baseball, in, in terms of baseball. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't watch baseball unless you have a Cubs game on. I, I mean, I'm there for the food. And the drinks, but that's about it. So you don't you don't think that it, it's it's news to you that these guys like know each other on and off the field, like the umpires and everything. You just think that they just show up on the field and they're just there to call balls and strikes. Oh, absolutely! I don't even know. I don't think the umpires know the teammate members and hang out outside at work, but maybe they do. I the thing that surprised me the most about this was the a five game suspension. For spitting, well, I mean, Granny did supposedly spit his face, but I feel like uh, players nowadays get away with even more than that. Like, they're a bump in chest sometimes, and they don't get suspended for five games. They might get fined or something like that, but they don't get suspended for a long amount of time unless they start a full-out, like, brawl on the field or something like that. But I think in the age of COVID, I guess, maybe they would probably get... <laughs> A uh, pretty decent suspension for spitting in the face of somebody else. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about COVID being a factor in that. Yeah. People get crazy about that. So. It probably, you might get more than a five-game suspension for something like that these days. Uh, but that's my old news bit. Uh, and, you know, we'll we'll figure this out as we go. It's just kind of... I thought it would just be fun to talk about some old news things and then move into something new. But 
the new thing I have, you it, you would not believe how hard it is to scroll through local news and actually find positive news. I'm sure. Honey, <laughs> you know I know all about that. Uh, so it will come as no surprise to you that I found uh, this, which almost nobody probably cares about or even knows, knows is even happening. But And I also didn't look up the release date because that's apparently just what I do now is I just jot down notes and don't uh, get into details because Jen likes to give me crap about keeping notes. But Clifford, the big red dog, which is relevant for this because that's kind of a nostalgic thing, like the Clifford, oh, the yeah, big red Clifford? dog. Oh, yeah, Clifford? That was... That, I loved Clifford when I was a kid. Uh, so there's a movie, an an, uh, well, not an animated, but a live action movie coming out uh, for with Clifford that's going to release in theaters and on Paramount Plus on the same day. Oh, interesting. I always find it interesting that they're releasing it for streaming the same day that it's in theaters. I mean, I think people are still seeing it in theaters because the going to the theater is fun. I've been telling you for how long that I just want popcorn from the movie theater. You want, specifically, you want Alamo Draft House's popcorn. Yes. And uh, our Alamo just recently opened, so we, I mean, if we're comfortable enough to go to the theater, I guess we could theoretically go and enjoy that. Yeah, let's take the kids. <laughs> I mean, that would be, we, we have a five and a half year old. She's been to the theater, but hasn't been... I mean, she hasn't been to the theater before COVID, since before COVID. And even before then, I don't know when the last time she went to a movie was. And then we have a two and a half year old and she's never been to a movie theater. She's just starting to get into more sitting down and watching more movies. She likes to watch Coco Melon on Netflix. She'll sometimes watch shows on PBS Kids, and she will watch like movies in the car. She's but being, it'll be interesting. She's been forced to watch Wreck It Ralph like three hundred times in the car. Yeah, well now Robots is in, but I I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how she does in the theater. I think if we put popcorn in front of her and like Alamo, there are shakes. <laughs> I just want to go to Alamo. I mean, we can use that as an excuse to go to the theater. I mean, according to me, I would love that. Yeah, I don't know how busy they've been, but I, I assume they're probably not as full as they used to be. Uh, so, but that's that's my that's my new news bit, which again I didn't look up the date that Clifford comes out, but I I would venture to say it's probably before the end of the year. Uh, so on to some random sports stuff. Uh, I'm not I'm actually not m- much of a sports guy. I don't think I don't think you could categorize me as your quote-unquote like jockey sports guy you're not crazy sports guy which like i really like because a couple of our friends like when it's football or baseball season they have sports on all day long and they formulate their schedule around yeah and and that's not you at all um but you do like to have the game on and i'll admit i like to have the game on like on Sundays, I like to have NFL football on. I like to make snacks. I don't necessarily watch the games, but it's just nice to have it on in the background. Just because, you know, you hear cheering and it's just fun fall thing to do. You didn't hear cheering last year when the stadiums were completely empty. Although I think that they did filter in like a, a crowd cheering thing on the, the broadcasts. I think they kind of faked that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just wanted to bring up a little bit, just with baseball wrapping up and the Cubs. Uh, I am a more or less lifelong Cubs fan, uh, long-suffering Cubs fan, you might say, except for the 2016 season, which ended with their championship uh, at the World Series. But uh, this year was particularly hard with all of the main players that contributed to that championship series, uh, parting ways and going other places. Uh, Anthony Rizzo going to the Yankees being the toughest one, but uh, the good news is that uh, they did not finish in last place, so that's uh, something to uh, hang your hat on, I guess, as I, uh, my wife has been getting annoyed with the amount of uh, hats that I've been buying lately, and they're all Cubs in their different styles. So up until... 
until um, a, a Christmas last year. You never owned a hat. I you did. did I did own hats. I just didn't wear them. Because... Yeah, you didn't wear them. Um, and then you were like, "Hey, I want to get into the flat build hats." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, we can go try one on and um, give it to my mom to give you for Christmas." He went and tried it on, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I immediately fell in love." And now I have. Uh, I'm going to have three of them because I just bought one today. And. Can we talk about the price of hats? Like, Are they more expensive or less expensive than you thought they'd be? <laughs> I, I think everything's expensive, but I mean, I if feel you, like they're a lot. Like, I, I mean, feel like $50 It could be worse. It could, I mean, it was not $50. It was not $50. But, do you, like, we could talk about the fact that I randomly wanted to buy a hockey jersey and how much those cost. Yeah. Uh, what was it? One hundred and eighty bucks. Uh, I could buy. I could buy multiple hats for that. Yeah, uh, I I do like I do like the hats. I'm gonna be honest. The hats are fine. I can I can deal with the hats. I can work that into my wardrobe. But the hockey jerseys are more of a. They look like they're very comfortable, and I could just like because I work from home now. I don't have to impress anybody. I could just wear whatever I want around the house, and wearing just a really baggy hockey jersey just seems comfortable to me. Uh, but that's that's it about the Cubs. I also grew up. I wasn't a huge Mar Seattle Mariners fan, but I grew up watching uh, Ken Griffey Jr. I remember. I vividly remember Ken Griffey Jr. being the first player uh, that I that I watched on a live baseball game. Uh, I don't remember how old I was specifically, but I, there was a Seattle Mariners game on, and I was watching, and I believe he homered in the game. <clears throat> And uh, from then on out, like, I just, I remember watching stuff about Ken Griffey Jr. And I was, I just grew up a fan and I watched his career and everything. And I was just a big fan. So I just had kind of been a Mariners fan simultaneously as my whole family was Cubs fans. So I just, I, I gravitated towards the Cubs. I watched and they were easily accessible on WGN, which is very disappointing because that's not a thing anymore. I have to watch them when they're good enough to be on ESPN and when the game's not blocked out because ESPN does that kind of stuff to us here in uh, Nebraska, but we for sure don't get Mariners games. And now that they're actually doing very well and they're, they're as of recording this, they're a half game out of the wild card and potentially in the hunt for uh, playoffs, uh, playoff space. So that's kind of exciting for me just because, you know, I always, of the ESPN alerts, I get the Cubs and the Mariners are two of them. And, you know, that's just kind of exciting because I like to have something to root for in October. Outside of baseball, though, uh, my wife does fantasy football with me, although I control her team and just ask her what she wants me to do on a weekly basis. But my You're my manager. You're, he's the manager of my team. But... Win or if I if we win, it's my win. <laughs> if we lose, it's his loss. It's his fault. But if we win, yep, I'm taking the taking one for the team there and saying, yep, that was all me. <laughs> uh, my fantasy teams are awful. Uh, you're three and zero in the league that we actually have money in. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's good on you. Good on you for setting really good teams. I think I drafted that team. You drafted like a, a quarter of the team, I think. No, I drafted that <laughs> whole team. It was the other league that you drafted most of I it. did do that entire draft for you. For I the, drafted the, the whole, the winning team, I drafted the whole team. <laughs> I just want you to know that. But I set the lineups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only when we only when we lose do you set the lineups, oh, okay. and we haven't lost yet. I gotta figure that one out. Uh, but in real life football, uh, I always grew up a Chargers fan. A San, uh, well, at the time they were the San Diego Chargers because uh, I was a I was a big Junior Seau fan. I know uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drag the podcast down by uh, explaining everything that happened with Junior Seau, but. Uh, suffice to say, as I then was a Chargers fan, I just every once in a while, when I, I was not into football for the longest time, even I think when we met, I was not really into football. I didn't really get back into football 
until we started doing fantasy football, in which point I was like, oh, I have, I have something to do on Sundays because Sundays are my absolute least favorite day of the week, so it gives me something to do during football season. Uh, but I'm a Chargers fan, I would say. I used to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan when I was in high school, uh, but I, I, I cannot in good conscience root for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as long as Tom Brady is their quarterback because... Uh, I, I mean, apologies for the Tom Brady uh, fanboys out there, but I, I can't stand him. So I, I just cannot root for them. Uh, but the Chargers, they actually look good. Like, they got Justin Herbert as a quarterback, and they're they're looking real great. Uh, potential playoff contenders, if I do say so myself. Uh, plus, I'm not I, – I am from Iowa. I'm not a huge college football fan, uh, but I am – an Iowa Hawkeyes fan, uh, and they're looking great. Like they're they're. I, last time I checked, they're ranked number five. Uh, I think their defense is a top five caliber defense, but their offense, uh, their offense is going to make it tough for them. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> what he said? Again, I so that's that's all the sports stuff I had. I I had a section here for drinks. I don't. I do not have any special drinks, but. We did do, so for date night recently, we did do a thing for, uh, a special drink thing that we did for date night. Oh, we did. You want to talk about that a little bit? So, Luke planned the date night. We usually have a date night every week to week and a half. And we kind of swap off planning. So, Luke planned this specific date night. And it was, um, based, it was a Thursday night. So, it was based on the football game. Thursday night football. Yep. And you earned a certain amount of points for certain things that happened in the game. Like you had to take drinks or shots or... Um, Is it uh, like a Thursday night football drinking game? Or you could give drinks out. Um, and then during that, we, all, we both had to grab ingredients sometime that day or week um, to make a specific drink for... That we thought the other our, person would like. Yeah, that we thought the other person would like. So... I made a, a French, French toast. toast shot, and my shot of choice is a fireball any day, hands down. So this specific shot did have a little bit of fireball. It had uh, equal parts of fireball, Irish cream, and a butterscotch. It was, liqueur. it was supposed to be schnapps, and I couldn't find schnapps for you, so I had to yeah. pick up, like, a, it was like the Dr. McGillicuddy's yeah. butterscotch vodka or liqueur, or whatever they call it. So I mixed all three of those together, and then I took the shot glass, and I lined it with cinnamon sugar. Cinnamon sugar rim. And I had him try it. He didn't know what was in it, and... It, did you say it had fireball it, in it? Yeah, he it said... It had fireball in it. Yeah, it was... He said it was... I mean, tell him. It tasted legitimately, you close your eyes, it tasted uh, like French toast with maple syrup on it. And I had absolutely no clue that there was fireball in it. And it was good. I mean, I liked it too. It was good. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, and we'll get to the twist that came with that at the end of this. But because did, did you try it or did I try it? I, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but mine was, we were supposed to give it a... A football themed name too and i think you forgot to do that i forgot i think i called it um i think we just called it the pigskin because it was a dark shot and a uh, football is just a pigskin so sure i don't remember <laughs> i actually don't remember if that's what i made that up off the top of my head i'm pretty sure it wasn't that i uh i made mine mine was just a cacophony of random stuff i did not buy anything special for the the shot or the drink that i made because i was fairly confident that i could come up with something based off of the stuff that we had in the house so i mine was just a bunch of stuff uh one of uh so she has been getting into the truly punches so i put a little bit of truly punch in a glass and uh some pineapple juice some blue carousel uh, some watermelon, white rum, raspberry lemonade. Uh, so some raspberry lemonade mix that we had in the fridge. 
this sounds like it's going to be very gross, right? I mean, like, I mean, you're it's probably not all great. This stuff together. It's like, uh, but at the same time, if you mix a bunch of fruity shit together, it's gonna it's gonna taste all right. It's fine. Uh, there was probably a couple other things I put in there too. I don't I I don't remember exactly everything that I had in it, but it looked gross. It looked real bad. It was kind of like a. It honestly like looks a greenish. Like... It was like a greenish green. So you mix the blue carrot. Like apart from the blue carousel, it probably wouldn't have had much color to it. It's just when you mix the blue carousel with the the pineapple juice that it looks green. I'm trying to think. I used to drink. Is it like a? It, was, it might have been like a blue schnapps or it was a in a blue like the island pucker, like the tropical pucker. pucker. I, it was a blue pucker with pineapple juice or orange juice. And it turned out like this green color. And that's what it looks Cause it's like. Because it's that blue and the yellow together. Yeah. So yeah, it uh but it was good too. Like it It was good. It, I, mean, I mean I was I, surprised at how good it was. Uh mine I, I did come up with a name for mine. Do you remember what I called it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was called How About Them Cowgirls. Oh yeah. <laughs> Were the cowboys playing? No, the cow the cowboys were not playing. I just I, uh, I I came up with the joke of everybody always makes fun of the cowboys being very bad, and they always call them the 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 whole thing about the cowboys is uh, the fans always go how about them cowboys, and everybody always calls them the cowgirls. So I just really cleverly made up that name. It was it so wasn't clever. last second. It wasn't last second at all. I promise. That's what we did for that. Uh, but do you, so the. The, the last thing as part of that date night, though, was that you had to save a little bit of your drink at the end. And mix some. And, and the, I forgot about that detail that was given to me as well. So he's like, you know we have to mix these. The, like, person, oh. the person who... So we had to pick a team to root for. That was the other yeah. thing. Is we had to pick a team to root for, and that's how we made the, the drinking game. Was, was if our team scored or their team scored. Like, it was, it was a back and forth thing. Uh, but if your team lost, not only did you have to plan the next two date nights, but you also had to mix both drinks together and take a take a take a shot or just take a drink of it. Did either of us do that? I don't remember. You did. You did, were like the game wasn't over yet, but you were like, "Well, we're gonna go to bed." It was time. We're it was tired. time. For, it was time for bed. We were ready for bed, so you were like, "We'll just pretend that my team lost, and I'll do it." I took one for the team. And you took, I don't know what you did. I don't know if you took a shot of it or what you did of it, but it was not good. I can tell you that uh, I don't remember it. So <laughs> okay. that's about all you need to know about that. We can transition then to finally the, the rewind section of this, which is uh, let's talk about something from the past and what's further in the past for us than the year that we were born. I'm going to talk about my favorite. Five favorite movies from when I was born, uh, which uh, you only have four because you did not. You decided that you didn't want to include the fifth movie that you've seen. Here, here's the problem with my year. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Luke is telling me every popular movie from that time period. I have triple the amount of movies from the year that she was born that I like. So I wish I would have had her year. So. He's telling me all these movies. I'm like, not seen it, not seen it, not seen it. Don't like it. Nope, 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 nope. He's like, oh, I would have written that down. So anyways, I came up with four. The one I left off was Princess Bride. I've seen it. Um, I don't remember, and I can't say that I've seen it recently. It's a, I cult, remember favorite. It's a cult favorite. There's a lot of people that are going to be very upset about you not wanting to include it. <laughs> I'm sure they will be. That's why they're not. I'm they're not gonna. They're not gonna listen to this, but they're gonna be very upset if they hear about it. Well, make sure you let us know if you're upset and if you listen this far, so that you can know that I left the Princess Bride off. Uh, but we can switch off. Well, since I don't, since I have five, I'll start. Okay. Uh, so I have five, but I I do wish I would I would have been born the year she was born because there's a lot. I I looked through the movies released my year too, and I haven't seen a lot, so. I went from the idea of having 10 favorite movies from the year I was born to five because uh, it was a lot easier to narrow it down to five that I could call my top five. But I'm going to start off with Children of the Corn. And I we're, here's the other thing. You're going to see a vast difference in 
the kind of movies that I watch and like to the stuff that Jen watches. And you're going to have the, the first question you're going to wonder is like, how did these two end up together? Uh, but that's kind of the main point is uh, I, we've, we've both been proponents of the opposites attract. And this is uh, our, our movie tastes are nothing if not exactly opposite. Oh, we, it, it's a shocker. We find anything to watch together. Um, the first one on my list is Overboard. <laughs> Let's be real. Overboard? That's where it's at. And I have not seen the remake of it. Have you seen Children of the Corn, though? No! <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't uh, get excited when you think about a bunch of people, a bunch of little kids trying to murder you in the middle of a cornfield? How long have you known me? <laughs> Go on to your number two. But also, like, the thing that I like about Children of the Corn is that, I, if I remember right, it was filmed in Nebraska, which I think you should think is kind of cool. But being from the Midwest and you always see the cornfields, like, that's one of the things that always stuck out with me about Children of the Corn is just cornfields were always kind of terrifying to me, even though I grew up in the, the Midwest. What, what sticks out about Overboard for you? Oh, Overboard? It was, like, one of my favorites. I'm not... I mean... The remake is god-awful, I can tell you that right now. Have I seen it? We watched it, yes. Oh, I have seen it? After I just <laughs> said I hadn't seen it? We've seen Here, it. Here's another thing you're going to learn about me. I do not remember anything. Like, I mean, I remember things, but if I started watching it, I'd probably remember it. But I'll find these random movies on Netflix, and I'll start watching it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this looks great. And then I'm like, hold on, I think I've seen this. And I'll tell him the title, and he's like, yeah, you watched that last October. He'll tell me, like, the exact date I watched it, because he remembers it. Oh, we'll get into a memory thing later. Don't worry about that. But anyways, Overboard, I just remember watching it with my parents. You know, like, it was just a good movie. It's just good. Like, I just like it. It makes my heart happy. It, I mean, that's, that's as much reason as you need to give. If it makes you happy, that's all you need. Uh, do you want to... So, so I'll start with... Uh, well, I won't start, but do you want to go with your next one and then I will it's go next? Turn. Okay. Well, my next one is A Nightmare on Elm Street, which I was just watching the other day when you were upstairs painting and you came downstairs and were like, what are you watching? He is um, finding that me being home on maternity leave right now, that he can't watch what he wants to watch when he wants to watch it. So he'll be like, so are you going to go take a nap? And I'm like, oh, you want to watch something? Okay. During my, during my lunch hour. <laughs> uh, that spirals uh, perfectly into uh, something that happened when we lived at our old house. When I was watching movies for the Fantasia Film Festival, and I was watching a screener, and she comes in, and she just goes, what are you watching? There's n I've been listening to Screaming for the last 25 minutes. I don't remember that specific thing, but I'm going to be honest, that happens often. Like, screaming, crazy stuff happening. I say crazy because I am a chick flick, kids movie, no one, Hallmark movie type of person. The last time uh, you saw a horror movie in a movie theater... You screamed at the top of your lungs at a jump scare at the end of it. And then uh, it was after the movie that you told me, by the way, I hate horror movies. This is the last one I'm coming to. <laughs> after you, after I, had taken you to, I had taken you to see movies like The Seed of Chucky. That's and not terrible, though. That's not like, terribly well, that was more. Well, that was more of a comedy than it was a yeah. horror movie. But I also took you to see The Devil's Rejects. The Descent? It wasn't The Descent. The Descent is the one that you screamed in and said that was your last one. And I also took you to see White Noise with Michael Keaton. Oh, The Descent. I just remember I was the only one in the whole theater that screamed and everyone looked at me. Never again. I'm not doing it. And I told him from here on out, you are watching this alone. You are going to the movie theaters alone. You are doing it. By yourself. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I've tricked her a couple times into seeing something that I, I probably knew she wouldn't like. And then in the middle of the movie, she asked to leave. Did that happen? 
Uh, there was a couple times it happened. Well, one, it happened in Batman Begins, but that was just that was kind of a fluke, just because there were some things in the middle of it that you didn't really like. But uh, it happened during uh, a movie called A History of Violence. I don't remember. I remember <laughs> the name. I don't remember anything about the movie. Anyways, let's move on to my second movie, which is Three Men and a Baby. And I'll be honest, um, I have not seen this movie in years, years, years. But I remember when I, when I first saw it, I rented it from Blockbuster. Blast from the past. Yeah, I know. My mom was like, let's go to, you know, we always used to go to Blockbuster and get the movies, like on Friday nights. So I picked out, or my mom guided me or something to Three Men and a Baby. And it's just a good... Wholesome movie. It's just a good comedy. Your brain, your brain kind of locked up there for a second. It's a good comedy. You've heard the, uh, you've heard about the rumors of there being uh, like the spirit of a dead boy in the background of one of the scenes? No. Like, I mean... <laughs> Did I just, I just ruined that movie for you I now? Know, I haven't seen it in years. I'm pretty sure that's the movie. I'm, I'm gonna have to look. I, I pulled that off the top of my head too, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that up later. Uh, so we can we can totally run through these last three. You don't even have to tell me what you love about them, but if you just want to be like, it makes my heart happy. That's fine with me too. Are you making fun <laughs> of me? No. <laughs> uh, my third is the Terminator, which I know is also yours, so we can move on. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me? My third is the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. Oh, that is one of my favorite. Now I'm going to watch it. It seriously was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Not even joking. I well, loved I loved the Jetsons. Does that stream anywhere? I don't know about that, but we can look on it. Maybe on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, give us money. We're giving you so much free press. Uh, my number, so this is another one. I, I think you might, I think you like this movie too and you just might not remember it, but Ghostbusters. Oh, I like Ghostbusters. I even like the new one. The, the all female one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, go, so old school Ghostbusters fans make the rest of us that do kind of like the, the remake look bad because they're all, they, they were the ones that got all up in arms with an all female reboot because they did not like seeing, uh, women taken over their franchise. I don't, you probably did, you don't pay attention to that because no, I you just, didn't have you did not uh, have awareness of a lot of that stuff going on. No, because here's the deal. I just like what I like. And I don't I, care what other people say about it. I just like what I like. Uh, my fourth one is The Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have learned really quickly here a lot about me just by my four movies. Yes, this is. Uh, I, I I was jotting down the ones that she wanted me to jot down. And I'm like, okay. I was going. I was naming off stuff like Dirty Dancing, and she's like, nope, never Dirty seen it. Dirty Dancing was not on the list. Yes, it was. Oh, it was. I never seen it. But you. But that's my point is that you hadn't <laughs> seen it, and I think Dirty Dancing is one of the movies that I think. Uh, women are required to watch because everybody, every woman seems to love it. I do like there's that movie where they do the dirty dancing scene and he lifts the girls up like this. So you know the scene. I know the scene because it's in Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. Where Ryan Gosling picks oh. up Emma Stone. Ooh. <laughs> Yes, so that's that's your four movies, and I still have one more. Okay, what is it? It's Gremlins. Of course it is. You love Gremlins, right? I've, I've you know, never seen Gremlins. You've never seen Gremlins, but you know who Gizmo is. Well, yeah, because you called my college roommate. No, it wasn't Gizmo. Who did you uh, say? You're t- <laughs> is that Gremlins? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, I got the wrong movie. <laughs> this, this happens often. This is a thousand percent not Gremlins. You're thinking of the Goonies. Oh. <laughs> and now we have to hope to God that your college roommate does not listen to this and know that I called her, uh, I can't even remember the, uh, Sloth? <laughs> 
from the Goonies. <laughs> I, th- that's all getting cut. Because <laughs> God forbid they know that I called them sloth from the Goonies. Okay. Cut it out. It might it might stay in. We'll see. It's all on me. I'm the one that said that I'm the one that called her sloth. You didn't call her sloth. There's another story about uh that that we could talk about, but that's uh that's for another day. <laughs> so that's our five movies from the years of the year that we were born. Do you <laughs> I, I was gonna get into some of the movies from the year that you were born that I love, but it's like fifteen movies long and I know is that this, is we're this already all going... down right here? Yes. They're all Oh Lord. Uh, we could be here for a long time uh, doing that. I know we're kind of running a little bit long already, but uh, so we'll go to the fast forward portion of this. Do I insert like a fast forward noise for this? You think as like the bumper for here's fast forward? Yeah. Or do you want to record something for me? What would I record? We're gonna talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about nine perfect strangers. I talked Jen into watching this, even though she's very hesitant of things that I recommend to her. That's one of the main reasons why we haven't watched uh, The White Lotus yet on HBO. But she will take recommendations from literally anybody that's not me for stuff to watch. That's how we ended up watching Clickbait. And we actually kind of enjoyed Clickbait. I didn't like where it went at the end, but I thought it was very compelling. It was good. It was not what I was it expecting. Makes, it makes you want to see what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, we watched the first episode, and you were like, I don't know how they're going to make eight more episodes, of, or seven well, more episodes I think I did that with every episode, because then it was the second episode, and I'm like, how are they going to get six more episodes out of this? I know. It was just crazy turns, the whole show. Uh, a movie with not so crazy turns that before we get into the nine perfect strangers because I kind of derailed this, but we'll talk a little bit about uh, the other two because I don't think we have any deep thoughts about it other than that it's a it's a very good uh, super duper funny. I don't know if you call it a sitcom, but it's kind of it's kind of a, it's an HBO sit like an HBO sitcom. It's situational comedy that it's like has storylines that twenty four co- minute twenty five minute episodes something I think. like that. It's it's very funny. It's one of the funniest shows I've watched in a very long time. And what was funny? What's funny about this whole thing is I started watching it, and he rolled his eyes, and he's like, "You're watching one of these dumb shows again." Well, here's what happens when I watch these shows. All of a sudden, he's next to me watching it, and then he left to go somewhere, and he's like, he was mad because I watched some of it without him, and I was like, "Hold on here." I didn't think you'd like this. You were rolling your eyes two days ago. Well, I, I said this recently, but like comedy's hard because you have to if you don't if you're not into the comedy style, it's very, very hard to sit and watch multiple episodes of it. Oh yeah. I I get grief about this every day. But try I try to watch Shit's Creek. And I've tried to watch it like three or four times, starting it over. Um, starting where I left off, all of that. I cannot get into it. Other people love that show. This is very that that is very true. But I, that all of that to say that we would absolutely recommend both clickbait and the other two. They're just not the one that I kind of wanted to to feature. Uh, except to say that uh, uh, the other two was renewed for a third season, so there is that. Oh, uh, so we're excited about that, but I, let's we'll dive into Nine Perfect Strangers, which this it's going to be very anticlimactic because I think we both have positive things to say about it, but I will not say that it's the best show that I've watched recently. I liked where it was going the first several episodes, and once it got into like towards the end, spoiler alert, when they're trying to bring back the dead. It was too weird for me. I don't feel like that fit the storyline. It was uh, way off in left field to me. So, uh, some context. The Nine Perfect Strangers follows uh, basically exactly that. It's nine strangers who show up to a wellness retreat to basically... They're looking to fix broken aspects of themselves to try to become better people. Uh, and what kind of drew me into it was... Initially, it's got a spectacular cast. It's got 
Uh, Melissa McCarthy, who, uh, you know, a lot, we have this, I, I have this conversation with people a lot of times is that it's hard to watch something when uh, it's just super famous people in it because I can't, I have a hard time separating celebrity from the character that they're playing. But I think Melissa McCarthy, for all the dumb movies that she does and the lowbrow humor, it hides the fact that she's actually a very good actress. And I, I think that gets lost, but it's actually on display full here. She's very good in it. Uh, it's also got Bobby Cannavale in it. And Bobby Cannavale, uh, I think, is a super underrated actor. Uh, very good in a lot of things that were in, in uh, something that we saw a long at a long time ago that I loved was a movie called Win Win. Uh, it's also obviously got Nicole Kidman, and Nicole Kidman's a very good actress. She doesn't have much to do in it, but I I'm a big Samara Weaving fan. Uh, and if I I don't I'm not a child anymore, so I don't really have a, a celebrity crush. But if I had one, it would probably probably be her. I'm trying to think. So it also had I can't I can't think of his name, but Manny from uh, The Good Life is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very good in it. Uh, everybody, I think I wouldn't say that there obviously has Michael Shannon in it, and Michael Shannon's always very good. Uh, the performances I think are what I think make that the best the best that it can be, because it does get weird. It kind of goes to some places. I. And full disclosure, it, it goes to deep places, too. Like, it is a show that is centered around suicide, basically. it's Suicide is a lot of what takes over, like, the last half of the show. I did, like, because they talk about the suicide, that they have the disclaimers at the beginning of episodes where it's heavy suicide. Like the last, the second to last episode, I think, is he- mm-hmm. it, it has that warning before it. Yeah. I'll be honest, the first half of the season was really good for me. And once they started, once it started getting weird and they started upping the drugs more, it just got, it seemed a little off to me. Uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, mild spoiler is, uh, they, so they're at, they're at this wellness re- retreat and... Uh, Nicole Kidman's character runs it, uh, and I think her character's name is Masha, mm-hmm. and Masha is getting uh, threatening text messages and stuff, and there's questions about if the facility that she runs is legit, and uh, if she's dangerous and stuff like that. Well, as it turns out, mild spoiler, she uh, is giving her, I don't, do you call them patients? or the guests, whatever. Yeah. She's she's giving them doses of hallucin- hallucinogens in their smoothies every single day. And that's all they have is they have smoothies. They don't have food to eat there. They just get smoothies. And then at one point, there's an episode where they're asked to forage for their food. Yeah, that was weird too. So I, basically... I'll be honest. All in all, I, I did like it. it. I mean, like, it was a good experience. Do I think they could do a second season of this? No. And I understand they probably won't be because it was based on a book, but that might be. I don't think there would be another season. I don't know where you would go with it, but yeah, all in all, it's a movie or it's, I'm sorry, it's a show that's all about the performances. I think all it's worth watching for the storylines and the performances along with it. It does get a little bit weird. I think there's a lot of very emotional connections that you could have with this because uh i and i don't want to get into a lot of spoilers because obviously the finale just aired a week ago and there is something very specific in that last episode that i found to be very emotional because it deals with the death of a child well a lot of stuff in those last two episodes there's multiple deaths of children that are being dealt with in this series. And that is, as a parent, very hard to imagine. And yeah. so when you put yourself in their shoes, like, it's 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 hard. It's, there's a lot of mental health awareness coming out of the show. And I think mental health gets a lot of publicity or 
it's a lot of attention right now because, and which is good. I think a lot of people will connect with a lot of the mental health issues that uh, these guys have in the show. Really, if I if I'm thinking about the guests that are out there, there there's a wide range of mental blocks and issues that these characters have, but they're all very relatable. It goes from you're in a marriage where the passion is gone and you're trying to regain that passion or you're someone who is trying to understand why their husband left them. Uh, you're somebody who is trying to just regain your connection to humanity because you don't look at people as people anymore. Or you're somebody who went through a traumatic injury and had a bunch of success and you don't have that anymore and you lost all your personal connections or there's there's a there, all these these guys all run the gamut of relatable human emotions and i it, and it approaches it like a little bit with humor like there is humor in the show but it is it's it goes to deep places oh absolutely but yeah i we would i I, I'm not going to speak for Jen, but I would recommend Nine Perfect Strangers just as an experience to, like, open up a conversation about some of the things that, you know, the show does get into. But I think it's I think it's definitely worth watching. I feel the same. I mean, I did recommend it to people. I have I, recommended I think we're, it to I think people. we're still recommending it to yeah. people. Uh, so that's uh, the gist of Nine Perfect Strangers. So uh, before we wrap up here, I do want to do quickly this... Uh, is a very specific parent slash dad fail. It is a dad fail because it, this happened on my part, but I think it opens up, it does open up a larger conversation conversation that I think Jen can speak to about me personally. But uh, recently I had the, I, I left to go get dinner. We had a coupon for buy one, get one a dollar at, Hy-Vee Chinese. So while he was out Hy-Vee, he was going to be picking up a couple other things. And I had given him a list of like, hey, here's the things that we want for Sunday, for Sunday fun day with football and football snacks. Hy-Vee is pretty expensive for groceries. So I was like, see if any of it's on sale. If not, I'll run to Walmart. So he, it, Whenever I send him to the store with a list, I get Snapchats on top of Snapchats on top of Snapchats with pictures of, is this what you want, or is this what you want, or is this what you want, or is this what you want. So he's at the store, and he's supposed to pick this stuff up. This was not one of those moments. I did not send you a whole bunch of Snapchats this time. You did. Um, You were asking me several questions, and then I said, hey... At this point, it was, was it lunch or dinner? It was lunch. It was lunch. It was probably like 12. And I was like, hey, the kids are starting to get hungry. You might want to wrap up soon. So when Luke is pressured, he felt pressured by that text. I was just saying, hey, they're starting to get a little hungry. Start wrapping up. Don't worry about the rest of the list. Just you know, start wrapping up to come home. So he went to order our oldest daughter's Chinese and he felt pressured. And he, if he feels pressured, he forgets things. Our daughter does calls not it, do well. Our daughter calls it chicken and red sauce because it's sweet and sour chicken. It's and chicken with the sweet and sour sauce. She calls it chicken and red sauce. So he gets home and he's putting lunch out. And he forgot the red sauce. I forgot the sweet and sour sauce. He forgot the, the one, red sauce. The one thing that she requires to eat that food. And I felt bad for her. I mean, I did because I I am a snob when it comes to food. If I don't get, if I go to Runza and I get French fries and a cheeseburger, I want ranch with it. And if he forgets my ranch... It's going to ruin the whole meal. Because <laughs> that's just how I am. So he felt bad, obviously. She was good with it, I think. She, it took some, it took some doing 
we eventually just gave her ranch and she was fine with it. But I, feeling bad, tried to make a sweet and sour sauce. And I did not have the ingredients for the recipe that I looked up. So I improvised. Oh, God. Help us all. Instead of pineapple juice, I used Mountain Dew Zero. And let's get, let's be serious here for a second. There was pineapple juice in the fridge. I couldn't find it. Typical man, right? Guess what? I literally opened the fridge, opened the drawer and go, it's right here. I didn't see it. I opened up that drawer and I didn't see it. Uh, let's be honest. It would not have. It's not. It would not have made her break. It would not have broken the recipe. It still would not have been good. But long story short, the sauce was not good. I took. I took. I mean, I took a bite. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever had, but it was definitely not great. And uh, it definitely wasn't on par for uh, our daughter, who <laughs> eventually just ate it with ranch. I, uh, but I more just brought it up because I feel like it's fun. I, it, fun is kind of, it's, uh, I'm throwing that out there, but just having, being able to have a conversation around these little things that we do that have an impact or don't, or that you just think are stupid that you feel bad about, but other people are just like, it's not really that big of a deal. I think sharing those little stories are helpful to people who just think that everything they do is wrong and blah, 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 which I I think because I felt awful for days after this happened. And what was crappy about the whole thing was we, I took them Friday. So that happened two weeks ago. <laughs> and so, well, two weeks ago ish. And then I took them that following Friday to Hy-Vee and I was like, we're going to get the Chinese deal. Buy one, get one for a buck. And they were out of chicken. So she didn't she, get it. She didn't get like, it again. <laughs> she's like, Mom, they have the sweet and sour sauce. They have the sauce right there. I'm like, I know, but they don't have the chicken. She was totally lost. She didn't understand. So she had to get, I mean, pizza was a bucket slice. We got some pizza, but we we have another coupon. Buy one, get one for a dollar to entree meal. And um, it expires in a couple days. So we need to take her in to get some Chinese Yes, yeah, so hopefully they're not out of it this time. And that is going to do it for this episode of Dadstalgia. If you have any feedback for the show, good or bad, please go ahead and send me an email to dadstalgiashow at gmail.com, and you can follow us on social media with the username dadstalgia. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers.